Welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time. Who is it? Chumbawamba. Shit. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! It's oh, Chumbawamba. Fuck. Oh fuck! It's Chumbawamba. I know. I know those guys. Hey, <laughs> I, I know. I know the Chumbies. I know. I know that Chumba band. Oh shit. I know them the, chumbas. The, the chumbawanda or whatever that the fucking ch- art. Chum chumbawamba. <laughs> God, it's um it's it's always a nice day when I log onto our Twitter, which I don't do very often because Teddy does more of the tweeting sure. in this household. <laughs> in this uh in this in this podcast household. Um but every now and then when I go on Twitter and see someone tags us in a post thinking that we are ch- the band Chumbawamba, I always I always kinda wanna play along. Um but I, I, I don't typically. Who's, I who's your Chumbawamba persona? If you had to be a member of the band, I don't. I don't know that I'm comfortable <laughs> answering that question because it's like because they're they're real people who are still alive. They're, they're real people who are still alive, and some of them follow us and our podcast on Twitter. That's fair. So, <laughs> I don't know if they listen to it or yeah. anything, but who knows? Well, mine's mine's Derek Dog. If in case you weren't gonna ask ah, me, very good, very good. <laughs> Um, today, as you have no doubt guessed, we are talking about that jam of a song called I'm Not Sorry, I Was Having uh-huh. Fun, which is track 11 off of Chumbawamba's ninth studio album, What You See Is What You Get. Wow. Wow. What you get is what you see. It's a trickle-down theory, and it's coming to me. Wow. Drip, drip, drip goes the water. <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite Chumbawamba songs, and Teddy, we were just talking right before we got on mic and started recording it's also one of your favorites on this album is yes. that correct yeah I, yeah I think it is my favorite on this album but i'm not yeah there are a lot of good tracks on this album so there are there are this this album has a lot of good ones but this one ooh, it's just a oh. chef's kiss you know yeah. something about it it's very well put together stands on its own really well it stands in the context of the album really well just oh i love it I feel um, like it's I feel like it's like an underrated one too. Like just going yeah. solely off of the the wonderful incredibly inaccurate uh, metric of of Spotify listens. It, <laughs> it it does not come close to some of the other more popular tracks on this album, but mm-hmm. in my heart it's been played enough to make Chumbawamba like $7. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're counting. They're counting times a song gets stuck in your head as streams now. <laughs> by the way, so maybe it's like eight dollars. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. <laughs> that sounds like the the setup to like a really like kind of bad dystopian sci fi short story. <laughs> like somehow that technology is being corrupted. If that was true, the whoever wrote the We Shop Channel music would be like a fucking billionaire. That song That's just like true. plays in my brain. It's also. That that's another fucking jam. We should it's do an so episode good. about like video game music for the bonus podcast. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Down. Let's do anyway. a, let's do an episode just about the We Shop channel. <laughs> okay, yeah. We Shop Wednesday, baby. <laughs> Goddamn, I miss the We Shop. It was, it was yeah. a banger. Yeah. Um, you say here, Teddy, that this was also your Tinder anthem. It was. That's really that, funny. That you can, I, I think it was Tinder. Whatever, some dating site like you pick like a fucking yeah. MySpace ass like track yeah. behind it. <laughs> and I made this mine and then realized that like it's like the most off-putting thing I could possibly have as my like Tinder anthem when I'm trying to meet people who aren't like 50-year-old uh, punks who live in Europe. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not against that, but 
It's yeah, not, so, I don't so think it wasn't. There was no, there were no hooks. No one, no one messaged you because you were the Chumbawamba person. I don't think so. I do Damn. on on my <laughs> OK Cupid, which now I don't use any dating apps because I'm uh, determined to become a monk. But um, <laughs> on on my OK Cupid, I had like one of the, like the weird fact about you is that I have two Chumbawamba tattoos, and I got a lot of messages about that one. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I feel like of all of the dating apps, OkCupid is the one to most likely have weird punks on it. I mean, it so. is it is probably the the best one, at least in the, yeah. the Philadelphia area. But I just yeah. like I got so sick of all these notifications, so I deleted all of them. Yeah. But fucking yeah. OkCupid still sends me emails. That's like you got a match. It's like I have not used this app in three months. Please leave me alone. Like, how do I have a? How do I possibly yeah. have a match right Are now? Are you telling <laughs> me that someone who I swiped on like three months ago is just now getting around to like taking a look at me? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Fuck, dating is dumb. Dating apps yeah. are dumb. Yeah, but I'm with you on yeah. all that. <laughs> say, say la vie, you know. Say la vie, la vie. Yeah. So, um, would you like to talk a little bit about these uh, liner notes? Yeah. So these are some long ones. So let's do our 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 patented chumbology call and response here, <laughs> and I'll get us started off. Kick us off. Woodstock Two, a festival for the advertising generation. In the queue for the pizza and burger vans, the spirit of free love, free food, and free anything is trampled into the mud. I'd like to teach the world to sing, but it'll cost you. From counterculture to hand it over the counter, the organizers are counting the profits before the first band play, but they don't bank on the kids turning it into a burnt-out imitation of the first time around. June 1990, and the Reclaim the Streets philosophy of seizing back space and partying it in it has taken over the city of London for the day. Four million pounds, pounds? Worth of damage, pounds. (laughs) Four million pounds worth of damage later, and it's obvious that the kids have read the book, seen the film, and now they're ripping up the t-shirt. Got, got, not got, twicer, swaps, dot, dot, dot. In Seattle, December 1999, they've imposed a curfew to try to stop the anti-World Trade Organization protesters. As night falls, there's a huge screening of the fight of the century. In one corner, there's Rush Limbaugh, right-wing U.S. radio evangelist. Rush is out of condition, a flabby thinker in a pair of Ian Paisley's outsized shorts. In the other corner stands British film and sitcom star Ricky Tomlinson, more Danny DeVito than John claude Van Damme. Tomlinson is drawing on his own experience for the scrap against Limbaugh. He remembers his time as a building worker and as one half of the Shrewsbury Two, who were arrested and jailed for leading flying pickets during a building strike in 1972. A wild cat then, and a wild card now. Blacklisted by the building trade on his release from prison, Tomlinson turned actor and used most of his career to breathe life into the words of left-wing writers. Asked if he thinks Limbaugh has a chance of winning a bout, Tomlinson raises his fist and shouts, My arse. My arse. My arse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they're kind of continuing this theme, right, of like some of the themes they've talked about in other songs of like, um, like curfews and other things being used to uh limit people's ability to gather in free space yeah. um in public space i should say and uh, kind of the, about... yeah the, the commodification and like corporatization yeah. of counterculture and anything yeah. resembling like a music scene 
Yeah, and it, and it like yeah, it, it kind of without directly saying it, it kind of says like like something like Woodstock '99, which was you know a pretty big like what's the best way to describe it? Uh, something like Wood Woodstock '99, which is kind of like infamously known as being a shit show, is like sort of the logical like conclusion of making it basically illegal to exist in public space you know yeah with yeah so very interesting one half of the liner notes and then they just kind of tell this <laughs> story about rush limbaugh and the english actor ricky tomlinson having a boxing match i'm not really like <laughs> it really reads like when you're like really stoned and you're having a conversation with somebody and you know yeah. that they've like already stopped yeah. caring about what you've said and are thinking of something else completely different so you yeah. finish your thought and they're like yeah man i get that but like have you ever been to Domino's and like you know the noid like <laughs> yeah yeah or or you're really the other version of that that i've experienced time and time again is you're really high and you're explaining something to someone or having a conversation with someone and suddenly you're saying something that you're like wait a minute how did i get here how did i start talking about an imaginary boxing match between rush limbaugh and ricky tomlinson that I happens I was to me about... but i don't have to be stoned it just happens whenever we do this show and it's just like That's oh cool we're, we're reading like uh youtube comments on like elevator sonas or whatever <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, podcasting is a type of uh, that is true. a type of recreational drug, right? <laughs> As we discussed last week, did um, we? I don't know. I, just... I think so. I think last week was the one where we went fucking insane. Sure, though uh, <laughs> the one, yeah, yeah, the one, the only one, the only time it's ever happened. Um, so I guess that's kind of the natural gateway to talking about the lyrics here which make reference to Woodstock 99 and the fires and all of that happening, uh, makes reference to this, again, imaginary, I guess, sport competition of some sort between Rush Limbaugh and Ricky Tomlinson. Uh, that I, if you Google Rush Limbaugh, Ricky Tomlinson, yeah, the only thing that comes up is this. this song. So that's why I'm confident saying, like, okay, like, this isn't, like, even remotely a thing that has ever happened. Plus, it's Chumbawamba. Like, they'll they'll happily, like, just make shit like this up. Yeah. Um, Rush Limbaugh, if you somehow don't know, was the conservative talk show host uh, who was pretty much, like, the Alex Jones of his time, but a lot less insane. Um, so therefore a lot less entertaining. Yeah. Um, and he died last year, I think. Something but Ricky like Tomlinson. Yeah, Ricky Tomlinson is still alive. So I guess Rush can suck it. So like in in the lyrics <laughs> themselves, they don't ever mention it being like a sports competition. They just say, You've no. got Liv Rush Limbaugh on your side, I've got Ricky Tomlinson on mine. It's right after a line about picket lines, which as they mentioned in the liner notes, like Ricky Tomlinson was arrested for picketing yeah. and then um became an actor after that and then was somewhat sort of influential uh left-ish leaning figure i'm not super familiar i don't want to overstep my bounds and get like nine emails being like well actually but anyway <laughs> um yeah but so it's it makes sense in that context where you're just like yeah like the the right 
leaning people have Rush Limbaugh as their figurehead. We have Ricky Tomlinson. And then in the liner notes, they're just like, yeah, but what if they boxed? Or like, yeah, right. it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like, a, a t- there are some, some Trouble Woman songs where it makes, like the lyrics make like no sense. And then you, or not no sense, but they're, they're very referential. And then you read the liner notes and you're like, oh, that's what that means. And this one's the opposite way around where you read it. I was like, okay, I get what that means. And then you read the liner notes and you're like, wait, boxing match? Like, I don't, I don't. Oh, sure sure guys <laughs> right <laughs> i love it though oh my god yeah ricky tomlinson is kind of an interesting person he uh i i've i've read a little bit about him here on uh wikipedia and uh apparently there was one point in time when he like exposed the fact that a um an english like game show host was an undercover agent for the british security <laughs> services like I, I that just, rules that, that rules like <laughs> to be fair that's also the dream job is like you go to the cia and you're like but what's my assignment and they're like you're gonna host the game show like <laughs> yeah i guess so. um they also make reference to the song uh by the light of the silvery moon which yes. was a song yes, that came do. out in 1909 <laughs> and i like it's been covered multiple times as any song from 1909 that is still relevant today yeah. Uh, is and i was like okay was the song like played at woodstock 99 was it yeah. played by someone who nope. is like well known and connected to woodstock 99 not nope. that i can tell but no nope. cool it wasn't <laughs> scooby-doo curse of the lake monster so <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite honestly my favorite um bit about that is that the line in june under a silvery moon coming right after the woodstock reference uh, Woodstock 99 took place in July of 1999, <laughs> so it's not even a reference to that. Yeah. I like it's like okay, sure guys, I get it. <laughs> Fine, whatever. And I I don't know if the the uh, why do all your songs turn out the same is like a reference to anything, but it is fucking vicious. Well, like, it is it is really vicious, right? It's like I don't think they're referring to any specific like thing i think that's just more like a dig at like the commercial like music market in general but i do find it funny that they say that because as we've talked about at length on the podcast every chumbawamba song uses one of like two or three formulas right but like somehow they keep finding fresh ways to present it which i which is really the challenge of songwriting right because every song is basically the same thing but that's why i'm a noise musician exactly (laughs) (laughs) no i can't even joke about that yeah um yeah um they also at the end of the song it has a a a sample of someone going yes uh, hold on i have the full thing pulled up here now since this uh, single was a great hit all over the world you must have earned a lot of money and we were wondering how being an anarchist and um being a rich man get along together which i found an interview that or not an interview but a, a review of this album uh, done in uh, 2000 by Alona Warkowski for the Washington Post where they referenced that as being a question asked to Chumbawamba by a Japanese talk show host and the yeah. answer that they apparently gave was what you see is what you get which oh, is where neat. the album name apparent maybe comes from might yeah. have they might have named the album before they decided to do right <laughs> that interview this right. could also be completely fake because it's very easy to lie to interviewers as i have yes. found out <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs> i really love this article because of a few things one the 
the um the headline is what you see chumba wonder i love that <laughs> chumba with a space wonder spelled w-o-n-d-a like that is such like a that is such a stretch for the pun that i almost like admire the fact oh, i love they it went with it for the headline um and then later on in the article the writer refers to them as the chumbies which is not <laughs> that is good not a, not a phrase that i've ever seen used to describe this band anywhere else um but i love it uh i i feel like it was like this art this journalist like wrote this article and then the copy editor was like we gotta find a way to reduce the number of times you say chumbawamba <laughs> just call them the chumbies yeah. like you're not getting um, paid by a letter. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And and in that same sentence as the incidence of the word chumbies, I'll just read the beginning of the sentence. Fortunately, the chumbies are not without a sense of humor. I'm not sorry I was having fun, recalls Woodstock 99. <laughs> I don't really get why that's an example of their sense of humor. It is very like, funny. Talk about the fact, talk about the fact that they fucking, like, wrote this, like, little short story about Ricky Tomlinson and Rush Limbaugh having a boxing match in their liner notes. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Like, I don't know. It's it's just a funny, very funny article. But it does solve the mystery that we've, been, that we've asked a few times on the show since um, starting this album. That it says that most of these sound clips uh, of, like people saying various things that come up every couple of songs uh, were recorded by the drummer Harry Hamer during the tub, the tub thumping tours, which I think is a really nice little touch, like using yeah. like this found sound that they got, like they just happen to be like recording on a tape recorder or whatever um, to write. It really like kind of like solidifies the whole theme of this album being like a response to their unexpected fame or whatever. I don't know, just those small details about it I really like. Yeah, it, it really helps paint the picture of where, yeah. where all these little quotes come from. Like, this yeah. one, hearing it, I was like, I know I've read an article that mentioned that interview with Chumbawamba before, read in a, yeah. saw an interview where they talk about it. But so, that, that led me to find this wonderful article, which, my yeah. favorite part of it is that it ends with um, a, a line that says, to hear a free soundbite from this album, call Post Haste at 202-334-9000 and press 8151. And it's so wild that in the course of 21 years, we went from having to read a newspaper about a band and then call a number to hear like a 32 kilobyte per second, yeah, yeah. 30 second sample of a song to me being like, huh, let me open up this Google drive that someone put together. Every recording Chumbawamba has ever done in existence. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Shout out to the Unibe for, for, for their yeah. contributions to society as a whole. Um, um, should I call that number? Yeah, do it right now. See if they okay. see if they answer. I'm doing it. Let's see what happens. We're sorry, your call cannot be completed no! at this time. <laughs> Please hang up and try your call again later. Well, that was anticlimactic. I was hoping it would. Can you just imagine? I was hoping it was something that like some like record label like set up. Well, EMI probably. Uh, I was hoping that it was just something that EMI set up back in the '90s and then forgot about, and somehow it's still like. In on the books, being paid for, still <laughs> operating. Unfortunately, not. It's just out of service. Nah. Oh well. Um. Say so, uh, 
uh, hilarious methods of hearing 30 second. Um, Hold on. So that is, yeah. that is hosted by the Washington Post because I found another post from 1998 saying if you oh. need. Um, if you need help with a crossword yeah. puzzle, <laughs> you can call that number and like post haste. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Wow. Ah. Very nice. Ah. Very nice. <laughs> I didn't get that. Very, until right then. very nice. Good job. I like that. <laughs> Remember when newspapers weren't complete dog shit and only like 80% dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> but at least the dog shit that like this was, was fun dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hilarious newspaper uh, things aside, um, probably my favorite thing about this song lyrically, and probably like one of the big reasons why it's one of my favorite Chumbawamba songs, is just how empowering it is. Yeah. If that makes sense, like it, like it really just like has that same kind of like empowering like people versus power sort of like uh, undertones to it that songs like Time Bomb do. Um, I don't know. There's just something, something about it, like underneath the goofiness of the whole thing, that like really feels very much like um, unapologetic for being like for like living by your moral code. And I, I don't know. I love that. Those yeah. are those are always kind of my favorite Chumbawamba songs. It really like it's it's a fucking banger, and just singing along yeah. to it, like like I'm not sorry. I was having fun is a very good yeah. reason to do things. And in today's yeah. day and age. Where simply having fun is often something that people try and brand and market or, or make money yeah. off of that. Like sometimes it's just like, no man, I'm not gonna apologize for that shit. I was having yeah. fun. Yeah. I want that to be if I ever get arrested, that's gonna be my statement to the police. I'm not sorry, I was having fun. Yeah, when I get arrested for, <laughs> for tax fraud or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, shall we talk a little bit about what makes this song tick musically? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Start start us off. I love that tasty little guitar riff. That Which one? Bump, 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 it's very bump, good. Bump, 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 bump. It's very good. Very simple. Doesn't uh, doesn't have much to it, but it's just like a nice little like just lightly distorted palm muted thing. I don't know. It's just like it crunches. It's a little lick brings you in. I love it. The uh, the effects that they put on that riff in the beginning have huge promo for promo for B tier '90s family comedy vibes. Uh-huh. Like this would be <laughs> like the the track that plays in the beginning of like I don't know like Home Alone three, but like the the clip that plays on the beginning of the VHS tape before you get to watch Balto, <laughs> and then like they're like this summer, and then it goes to the yeah so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. that. If if anyone has a time machine and wants to make a million dollars, let's go back to the to two thousand one and and market this. <laughs> hey, maybe we can do it now. Fuck it. Yeah. Nostalgia is 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 big right now for that time period. That is so. true. I think it's only a matter of time until people start making fucking VHS tapes on like a bigger scale. Like there oh, are like yeah. there are yeah. like niche things being put out on VHS, but I want like. Yeah, and to be like, hey, we're re-releasing Rugrats on the fucking orange VHS tape, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people would buy that in oh, 100%. a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's also a like, there's like a guitar solo in this song, which is not something that Chumbawamba does a lot, but like, it's on an acoustic guitar, which is really yeah. interesting because, as far as I could tell, it's the only acoustic guitar track in the entire song yeah. and i don't know just like the choice to like 
play a guitar solo on an acoustic guitar in a song that features electric guitars is just a <laughs> interesting choice to me and i but it sounds lovely i love that little guitar solo yeah it the the way that it just kind of comes in and yeah then it, it's almost like flamenco but uh, yes yes absolutely i i really like it it reminds me of there there's that one uh Avenged Sevenfold song that just has that like insane flamenco guitar solo out of nowhere. <laughs> I love the fact that you just compared Chumbawamba and Avenged Sevenfold. They're basically the same band. <laughs> Add them to the list, yeah. folks. <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold directly influenced by Chumbawamba. Yeah. Not by flamenco music or anything, no. but by Chumbawamba. <laughs> to be fair, it would make more sense if like the guys from Avenged Sevenfold just listen to Chumbawamba instead of having any knowledge of like flamenco guitar. I don't music. know that that's true. Are they from like true. Texas? Like... I don't know. I feel like I'm Avenged pretty... Sevenfold like was just like made one day. Like they just like popped out. Like I'm as pretty people. sure that band is from. They're Texas. from California. And... They're from Huntington Beach. Okay. They're also like I don't the, know. they're like the dumbest people alive. As much as oh, I I'm love sure Avenged Sevenfold, like the, the fucking like the Reverend and M Shadows, like it, they're like a walking fucking like stereotype, and I'm yeah. here for it. I will defend <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold is one band that I'm waiting to get fucking uh like their their reputation like brought back or whatever. Yeah. Like like it happened with Limp Bizkit. I used to get made fun of by for listening to Limp Bizkit. Now look, everyone's fucking rocking those dad vibes. I will. I will Avenged I will Sevenfold say, will get its day. I will say that Avenged Sevenfold is distinct from Limp Bizkit in one crucial way. Avenged Sevenfold did at one point get bad. That is true. Well, Limp Bizkit also arguably got bad. Not like yeah. bad, bad, but like boring. I- I don't think they get right. They got boring. Whereas Avenged Sevenfold turned into like a cock rock band. That is true. But there's still time for Avenged Sevenfold to have their renaissance where they're just like, hey, we're playing like, I mean, they were always kind of a cock rock band, but it, when it was like cock rock metalcore, it was good. Yeah. 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 Sidewinder by Avenged Sevenfold just literally has like a like minute and a half flamenco guitar solo for some reason. <laughs> That's sick. I love that. Yeah. Did you know that the current drummer of uh, Avenged Sevenfold is named Brooks Wackerman? No, but that, that makes is, sense. That is such a great name. Brooks <laughs> Wackerman. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> what, what band is this podcast about again? Uh, this is the, our Avenged Sevenfold podcast. Hey, we have to do another bonus episode soon. Avenged Sevenfold would be a pretty I, good pick. I think it'd be good. I... Uh, I genuinely think that like those like first like two maybe three Avenged Sevenfold records are like some of the best guitar music that's ever been made. Hell yeah! But we'll talk um, about that at a later date. You have to pay but, but, two dollars a month to hear that. <laughs> Speaking of guitars, though, there's one other note you have here about the guitars. <laughs> Is there? Oh yes, that yeah. fucking <laughs> the wall pedal's back, baby, and I hate it. But. At the same time, it it does work. It's just it's very like wah pedal is one of those things to me that's like cowbell where yeah. when you hear it you can't stop hearing it. It like overpowers yes. the rest of the mix. Yes, but I noted that actually doesn't. It's just my brain being insane. But... <laughs> Do you want to start a band where I play? Um, the only effect pedal I have is a wah pedal, and the only, the only instead of cymbals, you just have a bunch of cow pedals or yeah. cowbells. We would be <laughs> the biggest band in the world. Once and you and, to and Philly, when I that's, say that's our new band, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can use my cow head. Yeah, I feel like that's you. an appropriate uh, amp to use, like a fucking 
just a wah pedal through. And when I say just a wah pedal, what I mean is just a wah pedal, no clean signal. No guitar. Every single song is wah pedal the entire yeah, time. It's just you <laughs> playing like a tone generator into a wah pedal. Oh my god. It's like you have like your, your noise board set up, but it's just one wah pedal and like a tone generator. It's just you doing the thing that every noise person does where they like they look like they're mashing like 50 things and the sound doesn't change at all. Yeah. But it's just <laughs> That'd be right. really fucking Move good. to Philly I, and we're starting a noise group. But yeah. we won't. <laughs> but if you but are the if, worst noise yeah. group imaginable. Don't, or don't the best. ruin this. If you're listening to this right now, you're sworn to secrecy yeah. that, that Natalie and I will start this fucking band when she moves down here and we'll get ourselves booked on a fucking noise show and then just show up and be. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say the worst performer of the night, but we are on a noise show. So we might genuinely be better than a lot of the people. <laughs> I have, like, big beef with noise recently, and I don't know why. I used to not I mean, hate it as much as I, I do now. A lot of it, a lo- I, I, not to get too fucking, like, cranky old person about it, a lot of current noise music is, like, uh, I, I think just, like, a bunch of, like, rich people who bought a lot of gear who are just, like, trying to do something, like, different when they're feeling creatively uninspired and they're creatively uninspiring guitar rock bands. I feel that. Whereas feel that old noise music, like, like noise music from, like, the 80s and earlier was, like, a radical political statement against, like, the the, the structures of, like, corporate music and, and such. Like, all the way back to fucking, like, composers like John Cage doing, like, yeah. their avant-garde shit. We definitely talked but, about this. We definitely yeah. had, I don't know if it was a bonus episode or on The Real Show where we talked about, like, John Cage and, like, noise Probably, music. Probably, yeah. But, yeah, like, you I know, agree. just, like, I, I don't know. Just, like, that's my beef with, with, with noise music. Most of it is just, like, kids who own too many guitar pedals, whereas it used to be, like, it, like, bound in spirit to, like, radical politics. That's anyway. fair. I also feel like um, it's one of those things that's been done before. Like it's like it's cool. been done a lot too. That's you, the you other made thing. a lot it's of noise. Like, like yeah. someone already did that. Like yeah. call me when you're like literally like destroying my eardrums or like blowing up a building <laughs> as part of your set or something like that. Or driving a car through the wall of a stage. What, that was which fucking artist was that? Oh um, god, there was some Japanese. I forget. Uh, yeah, it was a, I think it was a forklift. Oh, that's right, the forklift. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find it. Uh, Hanterash. That's right. That's Hannah, right. Hannah was yeah. yeah. They they drove a uh, a backhoe bulldozer through the venue. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking noise shit right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. If you're not doing that at your noise show, don't invite me. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I am going to invite you to uh look at some YouTube videos with me. Yeah. You want to do that? Let's take a look. Let's do it. Let's go over to Chumbawamba versus the people. And this week, we've got two very similar videos to each other that were made by different people to the same song of just um, different, like, scenes of, like, like rioting, like, revolution, like, like activity, like, political <laughs> protest. Um, fires and, you know, vandalism and overturned cop cars and shit. Um, wait, hold on. Was I incorrect about... Okay. Well, one of them is that, and then the other one is just a fo- one photo of a statue <laughs> with a uh, fire burning behind it. <laughs> yeah. I do really um, appreciate the uh, the second video. I, I yeah. love a good, like, photo montage of, like, fairly non... Yeah. 
threatening. I don't, I mean, like it's like all shit you've seen before, but yeah, yeah, I do. Appreciate you know, smashed it. windows yeah. and 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 protest signs. What I appreciate about it is that it appears to draw from like political action like yeah. all over the world it's not like a like a eurocentric or like yeah. america centric thing i was um, i was flipping through it and i did see like a, a transgender rights thing which this video was like 2012 so it's like yeah all right yeah. like yeah that's good, pretty cool good you're touring rogues well like yeah um yeah so the thing i really like about the other video that's just a uh it looks like a statue of poseidon if i had yeah, to guess he's got the trident <laughs> yeah he's got the trident and he's naked i don't know i don't really know the significance of it i don't know shit about that shit but i do appreciate that this video is six minutes long and it's just because they decided to play the song a second time after it ended the first oh, yeah. time <laughs> play it again boys um, yeah so on the other video um i don't know if you saw the the description but it, it says yes. this video was inspired by kelly Puflug back who used to, who used the pole to smash windows and attack police cars during the g20 summit in toronto in court she smiled at her friends and played with her hair leading the judge to say that she showed zero remorse as he sentenced her to 15 months in jail for anyone who has gone to jail for fighting the system and has felt no remorse stay beautiful Amen. Hell yeah. That rules. Hell yeah. That does rule. I really like this video. I don't know. I think it's like I think it's like maybe the um maybe the the combination of uh what's it called? The combination of the of the song feeling very empowering and like all the images being very empowering that just makes me feel like fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's have fun. Let's let's do redacted. Let's have fun. Yeah. Wait, Teddy, have we found a new euphemism for uh you know having fun <laughs> yeah well i mean that also just sounds like we're talking about fucking yeah <laughs> damn it <laughs> um i want to i do want to point out that um kelly rose flug back i am sorry if we're butchering that uh is also an author and she has published a uh a collection of poems called the hammer of witches Hell i'm not gonna yes. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna criticize poems but i am gonna say that based on the title the hammer of witches i was expecting it to be like some kind of like f- fantasy novel <laughs> and i was gonna be like hell yeah i love when people who write like weird genre fiction are like weird anarchists but poems are cool too <laughs> yeah that's also a big anarchist move <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, okay, shall we uh, read some comments here yeah. um, on Torin Rogueswell's uh, video, which has over 2000 views, which is not bad for yeah. uh, something like this. I think that's pretty cool. Um, friend of the show, Aaron L. Nine months ago, who who wrote Ricky Tomlinson is greater than Rush Limbaugh. I don't know if that's an intentional typo, but they spelled Rush R-U-C-H either way. Fuck you, Rutch. Yeah, fuck you, Rutch Limbaugh. <laughs> Rutch Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the the other video, the one from uh, Zero Calcare, yes. who appears to be like a comic artist, um, an mm. Italian cartoonist. I don't know if this is like his personal YouTube channel that he just uploaded. That's Jumbo, amazing. Which I, I it does it. look okay. It literally looks like that's it. His other videos are like, um, wait, <laughs> uh, the the other videos are like, uh, what do you call it? Not. Not like fully fleshed out cartoons, but like uh, yeah, 
an, an like Animax or whatever. Anima- animatics, yeah, animatics. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so there there is a comment on here that just says uh, "gout, gout, gout, not gout," which I do appreciate. <laughs> Wait, I need to do some. I need to do some cross comparison here. Um, Zero Calcare uh, has close to seventy thousand uh, YouTube subscribers, which I did not notice before, and this video has. 17,615 views, which is uh, less than the number of plays that they have on Spotify for this song, but not by a lot in the grand scheme of things. So I'm hoping that uh, Zero Calcare has introduced some people to a really, uh, really good and uh, lesser known Chumbawamba song. Literally, like, the rest of their videos are, like videos that they made like little animations or yeah. comics and then there's a chumbawamba song and then a song from a uh, t recordy interesting so, thank you thank you for your service zero cow care yeah thank you my italian <laughs> cartoonist oh you know what it looks like the the chumbawamba one was uploaded 10 years ago whereas <laughs> the, all, then there's like a long break and most of the cartoons were uploaded in the last three years that's really funny to be like all right i'll just use yeah. my old account like there are a couple of youtubers who are like really big youtubers who started their youtube accounts just uploading random dumb bullshit yeah. like that like um the cooking guy binging with babish mm-hmm. he like has like he started doing that, like, I don't know, like, five or six years ago, but he has, like, one, like, 14-year-old video <laughs> of him on his YouTube channel of, like, him and his college dorm mates, like, playing with airsoft guns or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I love that energy of, like, yeah, I'll just use my old YouTube account. Like, no one's gonna actually see these videos, and then yeah. fucking, you know, suddenly you have 17,000 views on a Chumbawamba video you uploaded 10 years ago and you're like well the um, how'd that happen <laughs> the the means tv youtube account if i'm remembering correctly um like a, not one of them but like someone they're friends with um was the original uploader of uh non-cat neon cat oh, whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah. just like gave them the account to help them boost their seo because that's what you have to do to survive in this fucking right. corporate world but well yeah. alas well, shout out to Italians for once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that kind of leads me to this other video, which was uh, appears to be uploaded by an Italian person, um, which is this is a little bit different than things I think we've ever talked about in this segment, um, because this is just one of those uh, YouTube like song cover videos that somebody made of this song. And they uploaded it in May of this year. Um, and it only has 72 views. The person's name is Gio Sarde. Uh, the description is in Italian. Oh, and also in English. Yeah, there is a... Um, so this person says, I highly suggest you go listen to the original masterpiece, referring to the song, I'm Not Sorry I Was Having Fun, but also their discography, since they use different styles and genres. And you know what, Gio? I agree. Everyone should do that. Anyway, it's a nice little cover. They, uh, they have a nice singing voice. They, uh, they play the little guitar solo. It's a fun time. I was not expecting to see... A video in this style yeah. of this specific song you yeah. know i don't think we've ever found something like this on youtube when doing this we've, show we've definitely looked at covers before but this is a a very big departure from what the song sounds like versus like yeah the, the yeah. style that they're performing it is it's very good though yeah they they've also got an upload of um of uh bella chow which Hell just yeah. as a coincidence chumbawamba has also covered yeah 
Um, yeah. So maybe we'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Give yeah. them a little extra. Give them a little extra traffic. That song only has a. That video only has seventy-two views on it. Yeah. Go go go! Give them a watch. Give them. I yeah. give them a thumbs up from the official Trimbology account. So hell yeah. They're, they they know that they're they're well loved. Yeah. Okay. So right. now we have. Yes. If, if so now ready, we've got very special edition. Something a little we special. We have. Uh, Trimbology versus the people. <laughs> and so Natalie knows about one of the two things I'm about to look at. Oh, is there um, another? I got a surprise for you, baby. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so the first one is um, we don't really check our Apple podcasts or anything like that because we do this podcast for the love of the game. All right. We're, we're not trying to build an audience or anything, but people are very nice to us. Um, so we, we did receive a review um, on October 18th of this year so like a little about a month ago from someone named bunny weeks who just said uh fan of chumbawamba should be called chums i've been a chumbawamba fan a chum for a few years now and was delighted to find a podcast dedicated to documenting the catalog of this criminally underrated group like most people i played tub thumping on repeat when it came out roller skating around my neighborhood as a child totally oblivious to the messages of the song and the band as a whole as i grew more leftist as an adult i got into chumbawamba again realizing i'd overlooked their work and their explicit anarcho-communist ethos and actions love to find other passionate chumbawamba fans chums and really appreciate all their work on your behalf of the best band of all time and that's really sweet and also yeah chumbawamba is the best band of all time so Hell yeah thank thanks, you so much for, for that, that review we do have a few other reviews on here but i feel like we looked at them already because they're from 2020 um mm-hmm. someone did say that we need to get bigger so we can do a read of marijuana simpson and i wanted to do oh my that. god maybe we'll do I... a chumbology minion cast collab and just make oh, it the most chaotic man. crossover of all time we should talk about that because holy shit that's great yeah. <laughs> So the other thing that I have is I, I yes. found an article on I'm not sorry I have I was having fun written by oh, you. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I was worried you were gonna find that. Oh, it's like the fo- it's like the fourth Google result. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. If you Google I'm not sorry that. I was having fun, it shows up. That's so funny. So, um, let me take a look here. Please don't read it. <laughs> I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Okay. It's not even that you you make it sound like this is something I dug up from your eighth grade diary, not something you wrote two years ago. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm just I'll read the the closing paragraph. Chumbawamba could have played the game and tried spinning their tough thumping success into riches and notoriety. Instead, they chose to stick to their values and have fun causing chaos. Fun for which, if you haven't guessed, they are emphatically not sorry. So. <laughs> I didn't really appreciate the fact that you did write out the entire clip. That's where I read it from before the uh oh like, my <laughs> <God>. the ending. <laughs> the That's really funny. Day. That's so, really funny. <laughs> I, we won't link to this, but if you sleuth enough, you can find uh some yeah, of Natalie's it's not hard old, to find. old writing. Yeah, As it I is said, under I, I it is under my old name, so at least there's that bit of yeah. obfuscation to keep. Well, it's under your it. your like mid mid tier <laughs> moniker. Yeah, right. <laughs> my interim. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, it literally was like like the third thing that showed up was like DR recommends, and I was yeah, like, right, right. who's this now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was like that's like the the origin story of this podcast. <laughs> it kind of is. I was so I was actually thinking about that 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 little article I wrote because I was like, oh, I've been thinking about Chumbawamba in this way a lot for a long time, and in fact, I'm pretty sure. 
the beginning of the podcast was me saying like me pitching to you and Elio being like, guys, I want to write a Chumbawamba book. Like, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, and then we right. found there was someone who wrote a book. I don't know if it ever yeah. came out. And then we also found the like Kickstarter for what is now the Tub Thumper documentary. Or yeah. Yeah. Chumbawamba documentary that we have not seen yet, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had to, I had to bring it up because I'm I not... love it. <laughs> I love um, it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little final thoughts here. Yeah. Final thoughts, Teddy, about I'm not sorry I was having fun, about having fun, about having fun. Wink, wink, wink. Wink. Um, wink. You're right. Saying it like that does make it sound exactly. like sex. Exactly. It just yeah. sounds, it sounds like we're fucking. Um, I'm not Please. sorry I was having fun doing this podcast with you, my good friend. Aw. Um, that's but, cute. Yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't know. This is a really good song. It's nice yeah. to have a song that has more lyrics than like six cryptic words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> six cryptic words and like a weird sample. Yeah. So, A plus. Yeah. Good job, Chumba. Keep yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah. Keep it up, chums. Yeah. Or ch- I... chumbies. <laughs> How <about> chumbies. You? <laughs> Keep it up, the chumbies. Yeah, the chumbies. <laughs> now presenting the chumbies. <laughs> that should be our award show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give out we'll give out awards for uh, various bullshit related to the podcast <laughs> to people who don't want them, and we'll call them <laughs> the chumpies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I mean, I. I'm not sorry. I was having fun listening to. I'm not sorry. I was having fun. That that doesn't that doesn't really roll off the tongue quite as well as like wake me up when September ends ends or whatever the fuck the name of that basement <laughs> pierce song is. But uh, wake me up when wake me up when September ends that's ends. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I this might be my favorite Jumblewumba song. I know it's early. I know we're still under a hundred songs in. It might be my favorite one. Huh? We're gonna. I'm gonna put a pin in that and revisit it when we've made it through the whole discography. But man, I love this song. It's I've good. loved it so much since the first time I heard it, um, and it's consistently been every year for the past like five years. It has been consistently in like the top ten of my Spotify Wrapped at some point. <laughs> um, so I love it. It's a great song. Um, I covered it once. Also, we yes. didn't talk about that. It was part of my Chumbawamba Halloween cover set a few years ago. <laughs> and it was the one song that I was like, there is a possibility that no one but me will know this one, but I'm going to be, I'm, I'm happy to play it anyway. Cause Literally this, like when this was, one's for me. <laughs> when I was down at fest, like they do, yeah. like p- people do like uh, cover sets of like bands that aren't yeah. around anymore. And, and people like, so, and I was like watching one. I was like, damn, I would really love to do like a Chumbawamba cover set. Why haven't we done that? I was like, oh yeah, Natalie did that like two years ago. Like, yeah, we should do one with like a real band. I think once (laughs) once you move down to Philly next next October, we should put something together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I want I want to be Dambert though. I'll shave my head for (laughs) it. Oh, absolutely. But you have to do the sideburns. I'll do the sideburns. I will shave my head, (laughs) do the sideburns, buy a brick suit, (laughs) and smoke cigarettes on stage. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Uh, if you had to rate the song, what would you give it? I'm going to give it. I was trying to come up with something funny from your uh, your your article here, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I'm, I'm going to give it a, an I'm not sorry out of I was having fun, you know? Nice. Nice. How about you? Very good. 
I'm going to give it a Woodstock 99 out of a Woodstock 2000, which never mm. happened. But can you imagine what the marketing for it would have been like oh, with, it, with the, the way e- with the way around the year 2000, everything was like so and so 2000. I can't wait till we get to the year 5000. So Power Man 5000 finally hits the way it's supposed to. Fuck yes. They're finally going to get their day in the sun. Did you did you listen to the new uh, Code Orange track? No, it's literally just Power Man 5000. And it fucking rules. I'm so glad I that s- we wrapped our way back into like butt <laughs> new metal. I I saw Power Man 5000 once at Starland Ballroom. <laughs> Elliot. And it was genuinely a great show. <laughs> I saw Co- or I saw Code Orange once. So between the two of us, we're, Hell yeah. we're fucking experts on the subject. Awesome. <sighs> All right, Teddy. Shall we round the bend towards home here? Yeah. And uh, talk let's, leftism of the week. Let's talk leftism. So recently, we it feels like we've been covering a lot of strikes, a lot of protests, a lot of things like that. And part of it is the skew of me and Natalie both enjoying talking about those things. And the other thing is because the labor enjoying. market. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think I'd rather read about a strike than read yeah. about like fucking, I don't know. Some yeah, awful well, shit happening. If a strike or a protest or like a, a unionization is happening, it's usually the sign of a turn of things to come. Yeah, Better yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. I was just thinking of how angry I got last week. You can be angry anyway. and be happy about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. We I are like, I love I love being angry. That's yeah. like <laughs> a whole a whole like pillar of my personality is getting mad at things. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so today we are going to talk about the Starbucks unionization vote. So right now there are three stores, uh, three Starbucks stores in New York that are set to begin voting on unionization. And if successful, um, it could mark a major shift for the broader food industry, labor professors say. Um, So in case you're not paying attention... There are three different shops in Starbucks that are trying to unionize. Currently, no Starbucks that are, um, what do you call it? Oh, no corporate-owned Starbucks are unionized. I believe there are some that are franchised that have unions or are part of like larger unions like the IWW or something like that. But this would be the first time that a like a corporate-owned Starbucks was unionized, and. Starbucks is kind of a pillar in the fast food community just because they're known for being like a good company. They're very trans friendly. They have really good insurance so that um, I know a lot of people work there so you can get like your uh, FFS uh, covered or or whatever. And so they've always kind of played that like line as the like, why would you need to unionize? We're so good to you, blah, blah, blah. And that's the same thing they're trying to play now, which uh, they're, they're trying to push is like, look, like why are you unionizing? This is like something that like would only hurt you, blah, blah, blah. The the same union bullshit that they've already said. And so right now Starbucks is saying uh, that they're, Already, aside from a union, uh, increasing its starting wage to $15 an hour and its average hourly wait, uh, wage to $17. And they have a 401k program, paid parental leave, free college tuition for bachelor's degrees if you get them online, blah, blah, blah. But that's not like the whole picture. 
anyone who has worked at a job like this that touts the fact that like you're a family we treat you well usually yeah. does that at the expense of you being expected to work longer hours being able to work uh like shifts that aren't fully staffed being able to put up with other bullshit like that and a union would give people the power to say no to that and people are scared about this because it would kind of be like a pin that mm -hmm. may set off like a, a a larger chain reaction of other fast food places unionizing yeah yeah so, it would it would be it would definitely be like a precedent yeah. setter at the very so, least yeah 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 the first fast food place to unionize ever was in 2018 and yeah, it was wow. uh, Burgerville in Portland. If mm -hmm. you're a Street Fight Radio fan, they covered it extensively. They had one of the people in charge of the unionization effort on the show a few times. Um, yeah. But so it's wild to think that that is how fresh the idea of a job like this being something that would be union covered would be. Yeah. yeah. So there, there yeah. are other companies that have unionized or tried to unionize. Um, and so hopefully this goes through. And hopefully yeah. that we, we see a change for the better in service mm -hmm. industry jobs because yeah everyone, everyone who has worked like a service industry job knows that like there is something fun to it. Like being client facing, dealing with people every day is a lot more fun in some ways than like sitting in a cubicle and looking at spreadsheets or whatever. Yeah. But and it's... I mean, it, it, there's a lot of, I, it, I've never worked in fast food, but I have had some food service jobs. There's a lot of like camaraderie with yeah. your uh, fellow workers and like you, you make some really interesting friendships and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, um, but like the, the thing about most of these jobs that sucks, isn't necessarily like the job itself. It's how you're treated. It's the fact that your hours yeah. aren't consistent. Yeah. It's the fact that you can't survive on one of these jobs and have to get multiple ones. Yeah. So especially in the U S economy, which is incredibly fucking service based because we don't actually do anything in this country anymore. We just <laughs> aggregate other things, yeah. but uh, that's a discussion for another day. Um, so it would be a really good precedent to set that this would hopefully make a lot of people's lives better and give other people either a the opportunity to unionize themselves or b the looming threat of unionization which isn't as good as a union but it is something to make your boss quake in their fucking boots a little bit that like yeah. oh shit if i treat my guys badly they'll just go work at starbucks which yeah, is happening yeah. like as like wages are rising like yes there is a labor shortage because a bunch of people fucking died and a bunch of people left the workforce but there are there is like the thing where it's like, OK, why would I work for this job where you pay me like shit when I could go work at Starbucks? Or why would yeah, I yeah. let you work me like shit when I could go jump over to the next job and get a signing bonus or shit like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, another interesting uh, statistic that this article I'm looking at, which is from The Morning Brew, which is a corporate newsletter that I used to read when I had an office job because my boss also read it. And I like to fucking have something to talk to him about it besides sports. <laughs> um, uh, in September, a record 4.4 million people left their jobs. Wow. So, like, yeah. everyone keeps saying that, like, oh, the labor shortage is because of the pandemic or because we gave people too much money during a time where you were scared of dying. And it's like, no, people are finally fucking fed up. And for better or, I mean, mostly for worse, but like the, the pandemic did drive home a lot of truths to people about what is and is not important in life and what is and is not worth risking your fucking life for. So once again, nothing, nothing but solidarity with these Starbucks uh, workers. I, I hope that they're able to unionize. I hope that it does yeah. set off a chain reaction where 
uh, fast food places become a beacon of unionization yeah. and that the labor market is forever destroyed and rich people yeah. have to find somewhere else <laughs> to go to get their fucking coffee. And they have to be slightly less yeah. rich in order to balance out the fact yep. that more people make yeah. a living wage now. Yep, and they, um, they have to be nicer I, to their Starbucks yeah. barista because they're yeah. unionized so they can tell them to eat shit without getting fired. <laughs> That's really, like, I, I think yeah. that if you work at, like, like a fast food place, you should be able to, like, verbally assault customers. Like, if yeah, someone yeah, is, yeah. if yeah. you're buying fast food, you deserve to get sworn at. Yeah, even like, if you're not, even if you're being nice to them. Yeah, usually, you know? <laughs> like, whenever I have to deal with someone in, like, a customer-facing role, I feel like I'm, like, like a, a fucking like sub and i'm just ready to be degraded yeah. like like you can do whatever you want to me like i'd rather you didn't spit in my food but even then like i i'll, I'll deal with it like yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah i i especially hope that it works out um fast food specifically i feel like fast food workers specifically are kind of like some of the most like degraded and like like cast aside workers in our entire like economy because of the culture war around fast food and like and like uh and you know the idea this this myth that all fast food workers are like teenagers who are just trying to get spending money you know like i i I really hope that um this leads to some genuine positive change in that in that specific industry hell yeah all right i think that about wraps it up I think that does it for us this week. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music you heard in this episode was not New York Mining Disaster. I forgot to change that in this outro. Uh, It was the song, I'm Not Sorry I Was Having Fun. And if EMI comes after us to be like, hey, take down that podcast, I'll be like, I'm not sorry I was having fun fun mr emi (laughs) and then you know maybe they'll send us a cease and desist letter and we can read it on the show that'd be kind of fun actually um (laughs) where can they find us teddy uh if you're looking for more of us you can find us at chambology.rocks you can follow us on twitter at chambology rocks or you can send us an email at chambologypod at gmail.com um we like getting emails if they're nice we also like getting emails if they're mean so do your fucking (laughs) worst um we do have a patreon that you can give us somewhere between two dollars and four hundred twenty dollars and sixty nine cents a month (laughs) to receive uh some amount of episodes goodies or records in your mailbox every two months or whatever we promised um we talk about other things that aren't chumbawamba on there we we have have a lot of fun i like it i i like doing the bonus episodes yeah um yeah um if you want more of me specifically the first episode of minion cast is out <laughs> i gotta throw my plug in here yes um, please, please it is the most chaotic thing i've ever done and it is only going to get worse from here i love so, it i love give, it give you us... should also follow the minion cast twitter account which yeah. just re retweets uh minion memes so yeah, far right I, pretty I'm... much that's all i'm yeah. gonna use it for it the the you can go to minion.zone to listen to the minioncast, <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter at minioncast420. Yeah, I listened to the first episode, and I think it it gave me brain damage, which was exactly what I wanted. Literally, like, <laughs> trying to edit the episode, like, I kept feeling like I was getting sucked down, like, spirals. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> and it's only, as I said, it's only going to get worse from here as the, uh, the, the non- me members of our our podcast uh slowly get to my level of brain rot <laughs> um, yeah i i'm joined by by friend of the show sean who has been on 
two episodes one episode uh i think only one but only one we'll we'll have them on again and yeah. uh, uh lily is on the first episode from jamie to records and then our friend felix is hopefully going to be joining us for the next one and as i host going forward but i just i can i just say how much i love the fact that y'all just didn't wait a week to put out your first episode so all four hosts could be in the first episode as i, I just said love the fact that you're getting off, just started off on the on the most ridiculous foot possible i was telling you before the show i am purposely making every decision that you should not make when yeah. doing a podcast <laughs> aside from like the the audio sounds good it's edited well everyone in this knows what they're doing to that level but as far as like like decisions on like what would make this not a can chaotic confusing podcast we're doing everything we can to yeah. just rot brains i'm very i'm very excited for when uh i am eventually a guest on it <laughs> oh we'll, we'll have you on we we gotta i figure we should probably have our actual co-hosts on at least one episode before we start <laughs> felix may we're recording again tomorrow and felix was just like yeah i don't know maybe so we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we may careful if careful if it happens a third time it's a bit <laughs> yeah well they're they're in the middle of uh midterms right now so no, ah, nothing but I respect see. to them for i see for getting that getting that higher education money yeah well yeah oh i think that's about uh, it and, patreon uh, i already plugged the patreon did you all right yeah. my bad i right. i, I kind of zoned out until okay. you started talking about you're, the you're not cast. sorry you're having fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sorry i was having thoughts about what i'm gonna eat after we get off this Ooh. probably some almonds I'm what about make you some, you gonna I'm have gonna, any snacks i'm gonna make popcorn i just had some tea mm. it's been like my go-to nightly snack is like a, a nice cup of decaf green tea a little mm. bit of popcorn some I love uh, that. some i got like i found like you can get like the powdered cheese okay like okay. like like the, the white cheddar shit but just like put it on yourself i got an air yeah. popper oh very it's nice wonderful. that sounds that sounds delightful yeah. i hope you enjoy it so it's gonna be good i'm excited <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Chumba friends. Say so long to the Chumbas, Teddy. To the Chumbies. Goodbye, Chumbies. Rich men get along together. <laughs>